Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kaizen Culture Podcast. In this podcast, we talk all things business, all things entrepreneurship, bookkeeping, and we also incorporate a little bit of fun in there as well. In this first episode, our very first episode, we're going to be talking to Kat, the founder of Kaizen Life, and we're going to be learning a little bit of her story and why Kaizen Life Consulting Group, our business, is a thing today. So um, thank you for following along, and we hope you enjoy. Hey, Kat. Hi. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm wonderful. Good. Um, Tell me a little bit about yourself to start off, because I know you, we are based in Idaho as our business, but I know that you didn't start out in Idaho. Where were you born and raised and where'd you get Oh, I'm going all the way back. Yes. Okay. So I am a New Yorker. (laughs) Yes. I was born and raised in New York Um, and we moved starting let me see when i started high school um my parent my mom went to a funeral in florida and then when she came back she was like guess what florida is nice and warm (laughs) and so we moved to florida in my high school years and then afterwards i left mom's house and went back to new york and then went to Boston, and then ended up in Idaho. So there's more to that story. <laughs> a different time, we can go into more of the specifics. But um, I always had a fascination with numbers, um, love numbers. Um, and so I, when I got older, I realized um, I wanted to see kind of where that would take me, right? What can I do? Um, and bookkeeping always kind of just fascinated me, and so I decided to give that a spin. This is my second rodeo. I've had a business, Accurate Bookkeeping Services, many years ago. Um, and then I was young and dumb. You know how that? You make dumb choices. And then I decided to fail forward, if you want to call it that. Um, I closed shop, got my degree, and then here I am again. Yeah, so kind of about that, what made you want to start your first business? Because to me, I think that entrepreneurship and starting a business is kind of ingrained in whoever does it. Like some people are just meant to start a business. If they don't, they'll explode. Like they have to put that energy somewhere and other people aren't as much that way. So for you, when you started Accurate Bookkeeping, what made you do that was it did you always have a drive to or were people telling you you should start a business how did that come about i think my story is almost a lot like others i think in the in the sense that i was at a job and i felt like i wasn't being treated fairly like i didn't have a voice um and it almost always was i was the go-to person i was the person that uh, was resourceful i was always helping out but when it came time to, for promotion and raises, I got overlooked. Or if it came up to promotions and becoming a supervisor, I was overlooked. And it was almost like, how is how is that? If I had my own, you know, you always say that uh, in the heat of things. If I had my own business, it would be differently. If I had my mm-hmm. own business. And then one day I thought, you know, why not? Why not start my own? I don't know the first thing about it, but I'm going to try, right? And that kind of is what compelled me to say if I had my own business, things would be a little bit different. Um, Everyone would have a voice and it kind of stemmed from there. 
Yeah, cool. So when you started your first business, what would you say were like valuable takeaways in the good and the bad? What were things that you learned that you think were really important for your business? Well, you have to be, you'd be able to manage your funds. I think, like I said, I was young and dumb. Money was coming in. I had contacts. And so I didn't spend the money wisely. I bought a lot of expensive office furniture because I thought that's what was needed. And I just did not manage funds correctly. It was hard for me. Um, I don't think I was mature enough um, in picking the right employees. I was picking friends. Mm. <laughs> uh, so that's happened, right? So just young and dumb. I look back and I think that could have been so much better. I could have done better. I rented an expensive place. It's just, I made all the wrong decisions. But um, I still wanted, and I knew that I was capable of starting my own business because I did it, even though I made wrong choices and I didn't I don't know. I didn't go to the right people for counsel. Maybe I should have. I kind of thinking I could do it all on my own. Mm. Um, so an experience learned, right? Yeah. And so when I gave myself a break, I shut everything down. I took like 10 years off. I got my degree in the meanwhile and then grown, got, learned mm. a little bit more maturity, learned how to be a little bit more humble about things. And then here we are the second go around. Yeah, yeah. So when you were getting your education, you were working what was your job at the time or like your role in the business you were working for well i was working at a university at the time and part of the perks of working there was your education was free it was part of the benefits so i thought why not so i got my degree in business administration but while i was working there little things i remember my coworker went was gone on medical leave and while she was gone, I was like, I was doing some of her work. You know how that goes, someone's gone and you step in for them. And then I realized she was kind of doing the same thing I was doing. Like, why were we duplicating each other's efforts? So I asked the manager at the time, like, I think we c I can combine our two jobs because I think we're duplicating efforts here. And so I did. And then he, he was like, well, let's go to somebody else in the department and see if you can do the same thing. So I went through everybody else's role and then learn their role and found out how to streamline that and mm. so I did not know that that was interesting yeah I thought I told you that maybe I did maybe I mean maybe it's come up but I yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and Very so when I did that for our department and it was around the time that the university was needing sadly enough um, we had one person had to leave right it was just one of those things they were doing cuts so um, one of the things that had to be cut was a position so by doing that I didn't realize I was helping out my supervisor <laughs> we were able to eliminate a couple yeah. of roles right <laughs> that's and funny so, you're like they're not necessary actually yeah and your boss was like great get them out get them out <laughs> it's like sorry so sorry and then it was it was that's really funny. sad because yeah. it was like Oh my word, I didn't realize that. <laughs> no, I didn't realize that this person is without yeah, a job. That's hilarious. Um, and so then I think when that happened, news kind of got out about that. So they're like, hey, can Kat do what she did in this department? And can Kat do what she did in this department? So I was going from department to department because it was something that I thought, this is easy. Everyone thinks that way. But yeah. Nah. People don't. No. And so when I realized that, okay, I have something here, then 
But my senior project, we had to do a business plan. So it was like, huh, what if, what if I did this as a business, right? Like what if I did processing and streamlining processes and process improvement? And so it all kind of came together not planning, but like mistakenly, oops, oh, right? Yeah. So if it worked for this university, then I can do it for other people. So that's kind of that's how that came about. I yeah. didn't know all of that. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because you like in the middle of all of that, through whatever pain points you were seeing with your job, there were so many valuable things that you were learning for your own business, which I think happens a lot for a lot of different um, people that work, it's like, well, I'm not doing that. Or when I start my own business, I'm definitely going to be taking this part from my previous experiences and not this. So that's very interesting. I didn't realize that the streamlining processes that you did that before, or like that was the main reason why your business plan even came about was for streamlining yes. processes. Yes. Because I always assumed it was bookkeeping. Well, see, that's the thing. So I have this friend. I shouldn't mention names, but I am. Her name is Mika. You know who you are. So she came over to visit, and I was telling her about this, and she's like, you know, Kat, you did bookkeeping. We should do it, right? And she kind of encouraged me to do the bookkeeping and to do the consulting because I just thought that's kind of what I wanted. I want to focus on consulting. But it just so happened the bread and butter, what's keeping us going, or what picked up more, is the bookkeeping. Like... (laughs) <laughs> that is not what I wanted. Um, but I love bookkeeping too. I love like, so we are a little bit different. If you come to us to do your books, we will clean up your books first mm-hmm. and then we will do your monthly books, right? So it wasn't what I wanted. The intention was to be in consulting, process improvement, streamlining processes, doing that. Um, but which God we has do, other plans. Which we do. Yeah. But, but God had other plans where the bookkeeping took off first. But. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's just interesting. I always thought it would be the bookkeeping that came around. Or like that was your kind of driving point. So then what was when you did your senior project and you did um, your business plan for this hypothetical business of yours that did process improvement, um, what pushed you to really start it once you were done with it? What was like... I'm going to do this again and I'm going to make it a success and I'm going to learn from my mistakes and learn from the things that I loved doing with owning a business and I'm going to I'm going to do it. I'm going to fail forward like what you were saying earlier. Well, I think there was still fear there, right? But God has a way of pushing you out of your comfort zone. So at the university I was, things just so happened where it was time to walk away, right? Just the way things unraveled because I thought I was just going to be there even though I was planning this and I had my um, uh, business plans all set up kind of, everything was there, but I think that fear was still lurking in the background. Um, it was almost like, I have the plan here as to what I'm gonna do, but like, when, when are you gonna Eventually. actually? Yeah. yeah. Once when, I have enough money and confidence yeah, when I'm gonna, yeah, When am yeah. I gonna do it, right? And mm-hmm. it, God just made it work. So things unraveled to where I had to step out of that job. It, it just had to, we had to, part Cut ways, ties. right? Yeah. Cut ties. And so it was like, okay, if I'm ever going to do it, this is now. Like, yeah. this is when I have to do it. And so then finding that first client, that's hard, right? Because now you have to put yourself out there mm-hmm. and say, hey, would you like me to do your books, right? Yeah. I didn't know nothing about social media marketing. I didn't know anything. About, I didn't have anything. It was just me. And I thought, I have to get that first client. Because if I, I knew enough that if I got the first client, 
It would boost my confidence to get the yes. second. And word of mouth never hurts. Yes. And that first client, Adam, <laughs> he was amazing because he referred so many other people to us, right, that we still are benefiting from today. And so um, that was the boost I needed. I called him up. He said yes. And here we are. Wow. That's amazing. I think it's so interesting how um, you, like, I think a lot of people have the fear when starting a business of failure or of like, well, I'll do it at some point once I feel more financially secure or once I have, once I know for sure that I'll have just client after client after client. And then I think a lot of people realize that the only way to actually grow and have success is to do it. Like if you don't just start, that first client will never come. The right. client after that will never come. You're overcoming your fear will never come either because right. there's, you know, you're just living in it instead of learning to push through, which is just really interesting. So anything else you want to incorporate with your get to know cat, get to know the founder? Anything? Well, there's still a lot of things that I'm, I'm sorry to say, even after this time, right? We're yeah. growing, we have how many, three employees, things are going good. Um, but I still like to be in the background now, which is crazy because I'm an extrovert. So you would think that I'm, you know, here I am, but I do love working in the background. So this is why you always see Abigail's face mm -hmm. and the reels you, um, because I, I want to make sure that, um, work is still going and I'm productive. I don't need to be seen, but that's something which is, um, that I need to change, which is why we're doing right this. Yeah. Um, here we're going to be on YouTube, right? We're doing this podcast. It's a way of pushing myself out of my comfort zone. So then you'll probably be seeing more of me. Yeah. As I grow into, uh, just again, learning and pushing myself to do something different. Something more. Yeah. Super interesting. What made you, um, when did you know that you wanted a team or what made you, confident with the team like structure that you had in place what kind of started that because we have a different structure than a lot of businesses do well i always knew that i wanted a team just because i knew some of the things that i went through um i didn't want anyone to ever go through that because that was very much hurt you know by when you when you have a supervisor or someone sometimes you elevate them and you put them on that plat on a platform or a pedestal is what I want to say. Mm -hmm. And then they do something to disappoint you. And you're like, how in the world, you know? So I just got, kept getting hurt time and time again. And I realized if I ever had a team, I would want it to be different. So it was always there just so that people in the future would be able to come to a place where they felt like they were heard, everyone had a voice, they were seen. Um, and so it just, I always wanted that team because I always wanted to create that workspace atmosphere where yeah. people love coming to work and they like their boss, <laughs> not just yeah. because it's possible. <laughs> it can be done. Right. <laughs> and so I always knew that was happening and I just knew if I prayed, God would help me find the right team. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah that's cool. Cause, um, so like a lot of people, I think when they work, they go into work and everything I think is taking, like, okay, if I were to own my own business, I would let people have a voice because you feel like no one lets you have a voice when you're in your job and stuff like that. We're there because you're a bookie person and you love collaboration. 
Um, was it like a series of different books that you read or YouTube videos you watched, businesses that you heard about that kind of showed you a different way of company culture? Or was it just you were trying to create something you always wanted and you happened to fall in? Yeah, I categories? think I always, just in my mind, I just thought, if I could do it, it would be like this, if I could do it. <laughs> and then when I'm reading books, and then like I was reading one of the Kaizen books, and I'm like, this is exactly what I, like I didn't know it was called a thing, right? Yeah. This is actually a thing, right? It just so happened like, or even the Teal organization, right? By Frederick Lalu. Lalu. Mm-hmm. And I always think, okay, when I read that book, Oh my gosh. Like that was, it was, I, my nose was stuck in it because I was like, how did they know? Like, yeah. It how is did they know? If you've never read Reinventing Organizations you by Frederick Tillou, it. it's a great read. Even if you don't want to become um, a teal organization, that's kind of like, he takes you on a journey through different types of business organizations and kind of ends with teal because teal is most people's like utopian yes. business structure. Yes. If I were yes. to pick the perfect business structure, that everyone would, would have a voice and everyone would be, you know, there'd be transparency all around the board. And that yes. doesn't work for every business. We believe it can, but not everyone wants to or chooses to do that. And I think the interesting part with that book too is like, he brings you through all of it just so you have an awareness of types of business structures. He doesn't necessarily say like, this is good and this is bad and don't be this and be this and don't... But you know from reading like previous jobs you've had that are maybe orange or yeah, red, where or it's red. like, oh, I didn't love that. No yeah. wonder I didn't love it. Like it's the similar structure that they use in the army or something where it's really strict and I'd rather something a little with more collaboration. Or agree. So yeah, right. like of course family. you're not going to have yeah. the family collaborative feel if you're in one type of business structure. So it's a really, really interesting read. Just for general knowledge, even if you don't want to convert your business to a teal organization, yeah. it's just a good read to learn and to be able to identify businesses if you do help businesses when you walk in the door and already know, like, oh, you're that business structure. I can tell without even needing to know Well, anything. and it, it depends. Some people, you know, there's different types of leaders and types of managers. I, for one, I feel like if I'm bringing someone onto the team, then I want them to be able to have autonomy and then they're able to make decisions. So they don't necessarily have to come to me all the time to check in like, Kat, should we do this? No, you're the talent. You tell me, right? Right. I trust you enough to bring you onto the team. So then to me, it doesn't make sense for me to be telling you what your day-to-day structure or your day-to-day task should be. Mm-hmm. You should be able to tell me, hey, we're going to go in this direction. And I trust you, right? Yeah. That trust is there. I don't need to micromanage. I was so micromanaged in my previous jobs that even going to the restroom it was like but you were gone for five minutes (laughs) do i need to explain to you (laughs) help me help me right so i just did not want that and i knew that i could create a place like that where everyone can have a voice and there's autonomy and there's trust and we're all grown adults right there's no reason why i have to monitor if a person goes to a restroom and then how long they take we all work from home, right? And right. I'm trusting that everybody's working. I'm not calling and, oh, are you still there? Are you at your desk? Like, that yeah. doesn't work. There has to be that trust factor there. Mm-hmm. And so it is possible. Um, one of the only things I think COVID did that was great, like, people are working from home now, right? That's, yeah. like, the new norm. And so that trust needs to be there, that the ability at the end of the day, when we work sometimes, right, we're like, that didn't even feel like a work day, right? Yeah. It didn't even, mm-hmm. that's what I want. Yeah, and I think that that's the biggest part. Like, 
I think it can seem a little bit daunting for different business structures like with this, where it's like, we trust everyone. We have transparency. Kat would tell me if I asked right now how much is in the company bank account, which is not normal, you know, but um, we just have that transparency. But with that comes um, being very selective with your team. And um, I think that's one of the most crucial parts is like you're very collaborative and very transparent. But obviously with that, you have to completely trust the team that you right. have. Right. So right. they work hand in hand for sure. So that's why even when picking teammates or picking employees and picking your team, you really got to vet them and make sure it's the right person, that personality matches and we're a good fit for each other, right? So I'm not just going to, like I'm doing better. I'm not just hiring friends. Yeah. Um, I'm hiring people that have the talent that can do what they need to do without me having to micromanage. So that makes it just so much easier now. Um, and knowing that work is getting done. And we see that month yeah. by month, work is getting done. And mm -hmm. that's not a problem. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for giving us a little bit of a clue into what Kaizen Life Consulting Group is all about. Because I think anyone that's going to want to listen to this podcast wants to know who we are and why we want to have a podcast or why you know what you're talking about. And it's because you have all of that experience in the background as well. But yeah, yes. thank you so much for answering my questions. Is You're there anything welcome. else you want to tell our listeners and viewers before we well, wrap up? Well, I am just blessed to be here. I'm blessed to be surrounded by a group of wonderful ladies um, and that we're doing work that doesn't even feel like work, right? We enjoy each other. We enjoy uh, working hard. Um, and then thank you for listening, taking the time to listen to our podcast. I hope that you will continue to keep an eye out for us, Kaizen Life Consulting Group. And if we're around your area and around the nearest Starbucks, come by and visit us. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for listening and tune into the next episode because we're just going to be breaking more into our company culture and all of our different core values and everything like that. So thank you so much for listening and have a great day. Day. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. <laughs>